I'm just thankful of this amazing world that we live in and the opportunities we have in front of us to take what's been given to us in this amazing world and create new things. And that excites me to no end. Do I know what those new things are today? No clue, or maybe some clue, but I'm loving it. And I love that adventure. Welcome to Start the Doubts. I'm Jared Easley, sitting with my good friend Rick Copeland from rickcopeland.com. Rick, where are we? We are in Mexico, having an absolute blast on the beach. The sun is fantastic and the food is great. It is. And Rick, as of this recording, this is February. Yes. (laughs) So would you encourage people in February to come to Mexico? All year long, absolutely. (laughs) And my plan is to be back next year about this time. Well said, and rightfully so. All right, so uh, I guess the next question is, why are you in Mexico, Rick? What are you doing? I'm in Mexico because I got asked by a very good friend of mine. You might know him. His name is Jared Easley. (laughs) Invited me to speak on the podcast cruise, and I agreed. And the cruise itself is phenomenal. I've met such amazing people, and we're having such a good time together. So thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's a blast. So is this your first cruise? It is my first cruise. Okay, so let's talk about that for a moment. Yeah. Cruises are a unique experience, and I'm wondering what yours has been like so far. Of course, you're meeting good people, but the cruise itself, what do you think? Cruise is amazing. So within five minutes of getting onto the big ship, I was calling my wife saying, we are so doing a cruise. And that's even before I had experienced the great food and the service that's part of the cruise. There are people from all over the world on our cruise. And I've had a great time meeting a few of those folks outside of our podcast group. That's fantastic. So all the amenities and all the different things to do on the cruise, there's always so much going on. So There is. And I highly recommend if you're going to go on a cruise, get a cabin that has a porch so that you can be outside and enjoy either the sunset or sunrise or just out anytime. It's gorgeous. Oh, I love it. No, that's good advice. So yesterday you gave a presentation and let's talk about your presentation. Sure. So what did you speak about? So I spoke about becoming an unhackable you. And by that, I mean becoming the person that controls how you think and what you're doing to the point that you're actually effective and not frustrated every day that you did not get done the things that you wanted to get done. All right, so let's not end there. Let's go into some detail because I think this is really valuable insight. So so what was the, the breakdown or the framework of your presentation? So the framework, what I talked about yesterday were focus filters that allow you to hone your skill of thinking. You did a presentation yesterday, and the feedback was really encouraging, and you had a lot of really, really nice slides. And yeah, I, I thought it was one of the better presentations. Thank for you. Sure. And uh, well, yeah, yeah, we talked at first about focus. We and, did, and we talked about taking control of what you allow into your head because that directly affects what goes out of your head. We talked about using your time wisely and every opportunity you have, have something with you to read or to listen to another podcast so that you're not just spinning your wheels, say, if you're waiting in the doctor's office. And we talked about how you can manage the way you think so that you're not always on the defensive and always behind the eight ball to get things done. Yes. And so it's really an approach that you're filtering all the stuff out that keeps you from being effective. And then you're drawing in those things that allow you to be effective. And for each person, that can be different. But it's really a matter of taking control of that. And have you mastered this, Rick? 
No, not even <laughs> close. So this is something I'm learning right now. A lot of it's personal experience. Mm-hmm. And you and I have a mutual friend, Kerry Oberbrunner. Yes. And I've been learning a lot from him about this. As a matter of fact, he's the one that really got me going down this path last year. And I've watched him over the past year and a half become unhackable, unhackable so much that he's been able to publish a book, build his business around new course offerings and other things that are coming along and will be out this year so rapidly that I haven't seen many people do this with any effectiveness at all. So I've been impressed with his unhackability and I'm trying to replicate that in myself. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie's been a guest on the show. We love what Carrie's up to. And I'm, I'm loving what you're up to too, Rick. So let's go into a little bit more about that. You got success to significance. That's right. And let's, so let's go there for a moment. Okay. What, what is that about? So the success to significance podcast is about individuals who have created and enjoyed a level of career success and then look around and say, I can do more and I can be more that's not necessarily connected with their job or their career. And so I talk to them about their journey, how they started down this path, where they are in the journey, and where they expect to be going in the next year, two, three years. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help other people understand that these things that are in the back of their head that they've wished they've done all their lives are still doable. And that those passions that we're born with, we can pursue and we can use it to change the world for the better. Yeah. When you say change the world for the better, what, do you, what is your vision of that? I think for each person it can be different. So for me, at this point in time, it's helping people bridge that gap between who they are right now and the great potential they have within themselves and who they can be. So that to me is significance, helping others do that same thing. I help my kids do this. I help my kids to see beyond just graduating from college and getting a job. I help them to see that I can go out and make a difference in the world and I'm going to build skills and resources over a span of time that will make me effective at doing the things I'm passionate about. You and I had a chance to catch up a little bit last night, and we were out walking around the ship. And you know, I, I'm going to look back over this trip. That's going to be one of my favorite memories. You know, it's going to be several, I'm sure. But um, it was a Titanic memory because we were standing up <laughs> on the very front of the ship for a while. It was gorgeous. We were. And what was great about it is it wasn't just us standing up on the front of the ship. Although it was nighttime, the stars were out, and uh, just kind of you know the ship just shooting through the water, but also you and I just uh, having a chance to talk about faith and talking about what, yes. you know, what God's doing in our lives. And I'd love to hear your perspective on those types of conversations and, and where that plays into your life and value systems and things like that. Yes. Faith is an important part of my life. It comes out occasionally in the podcast, and it comes out a lot in the conversations with people that I have on any given day. And My perspective on it is that it makes us the whole person, so I don't try to hide it, and I don't try to overdo it. But what I want to do is be authentic, and if it's a part of me, I'm going to talk about it. And generally what I find is that people are really willing to talk about it. And we may be of completely different faiths, but it completes a picture of a person that gives you a greater level of friendship and understanding of each other. Yeah, well said. So last night we talked about what God's doing in our lives and uh, we're able to have some time in prayer. And I, man, I just really appreciate that. It's nice to have friends that it was very understand good. that. And, you know, you and I could sit there and pray and ask for God's help and wisdom and things in that kind of setting. And yeah, I just really appreciate that, Rick. Right. And when we talked about the three things that you wanted prayer about, I said yes. And I meant yes. 
So that means I'll be doing that, and I'll be bugging you once in a while to ask well, how it's and, going. And rightfully so. <laughs> I, I'm glad that we have that kind of connection. You know, the cruise isn't over yet. Let's talk about up to this point. What, what's something that has been maybe a takeaway or something that you found has helped? I love being around entrepreneurs, and I yeah. love being around entrepreneurs that are so giving to other people. And this is this group to a T. I've had just amazing conversations with people that have helped me understand how their businesses are operating that I can probably take back and meld into my own. I've had some great discussions with people about why they do things that's helped me to understand a little bit why I'm doing things. Mm. You know, for instance, last night or yesterday afternoon, I had a discussion with Alex and we were just talking about why he was pursuing entrepreneurialism when he's got a background in being a pharmacist. And he hopes to build that into being his part of his entrepreneurial adventures, but it's not that big of a component right now. And so we talked about how do we use those skills and where do we go with it? I don't have the answer for that. I don't either. (laughs) That's part of the journey because we need to figure that out as we're going along. If I had all the answers, I don't think life would be nearly as adventurous or fun. So what's an example of when you felt compelled to do something and then the journey of working through that and figuring that out? Oh, man. So I'll walk back to our first startup. This was, gosh, 15, 16 years ago now. I was in a big company, had a great job, and I looked around and I said, I can do this job for another 10 years and be successful at it. But I knew also that if I stayed, that I would not get to learn new things. I'd be essentially doing the same thing for the next 10 years, and that really turned me off. But it took a while for me to search out that next opportunity because I didn't have, at that point in time, a lot of confidence in myself. I had a lot of confidence in that job, but I had no idea what else I could do. And a friend of mine had a startup at the time. We talked and he convinced me to come join them. I was employee number three and we went from there. But at that time, that was a huge challenge for me to take that risk. You know, I left 90,000 of my closest friends and went and joined a company of three. We eventually agreed to a whopping 10 people and then shrank down a little bit and ended up selling the company. But that was a tremendous leap of both faith and in retrospect, sometimes reason to take that leap and become an entrepreneur but it was the best six years that I've ever had in terms of learning. So what's next for Rick? Well, we've still got a lot of cruise left. Rightfully so. so. <laughs> yes. So there will be a lot of enjoyment for the cruise. This year, what's next for me is I'm going to put a lot of time and attention and focus on generating revenue from providing value to others. That's through coaching. It's through consulting. It's going to be through some digital products probably later this year, maybe early next year. But that's a real emphasis of mine this year. Last year, it was a lot on building and honing down where I wanted to be. It was starting the podcast. It's finishing my book, Pitch with Purpose. It's a number of things in there. So Rick, we always start to close up with a couple questions. One of them being, where can people connect with you online? I'm pretty easy to find. If you know how to spell my name, I own the first three pages of Google results globally. So my name is Rick Copeland, C-O-P-L-I-N, and I'm simply rickcopeland.com. And from there, you can find me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I Instagram a lot, and on my site, you can find links to the podcast and articles I've written both about uh, venture capital and investing and also about this journey of life that we're all on. And our last question is final thoughts. What are your final thoughts? I'm just thankful, Jared. I'm thankful of this amazing world that we live in and the opportunities we have in front of us to take what's been given to us in this amazing world and create new things. And that excites me to no end. Do I know what those new things are today? No clue, or maybe some clue, but I'm loving it. 
and I love that adventure. And I love it too. Rick, I'm grateful for your friendship. I'm grateful for your leadership. And, you know, I love the story of you and your wife adopting your daughter. Yeah. We didn't get into that, but you're just a guy who, who loves the Lord and who's being responsible and doing smart things. And here's something um, funny about my daughter this past week. So I had asked if she wanted to go on the cruise with me and she wasn't really interested. She said it would be boring to go with dad. But after I'd Skyped with her and my wife, Kim, a couple of times, she was like, why didn't you take me? I want to go. So I'm pretty sure next year she'll be with us. <laughs> well, I look forward to that. So yeah. Rick, always a pleasure, sir. Mm-hmm.